In Florida Ag and Review for the week of December 31st, it was all about the Farm Bill, or lack thereof, as Congress approved a partial Farm Bill extension as part of the Physical Cliff Package. So our podcast for this week will focus on our interview with Secretary Tom Vilsack regarding the lack of a five-year Farm Bill and where to go from here. Well, let's talk a little bit about the Farm Bill, obviously something that we have been waiting around for months for, thought lame duck, thought this, thought that, not exactly what we had hoped for. Uh, not at all, Julie. Obviously, a lot of folks are disappointed and, and with uh, good reason, but it's 2013, it's a new year, and there, it requires a new effort with a new Congress. Uh, the need for a strong farm bill uh, is, is no different now than it was in 2012. Uh, we've got work to do, and at USDA we're focused on making sure that we continue to work with Congress uh, to build the strongest and best uh, farm, food, and jobs bill we can, we can put together. Uh, It has to be one with a strong safety net. It's got to be one that promotes exports and market expansion here domestically, one that understands the important role of research and the need for conservation, uh, and that looks for reforms that allow us to fit within very tight budgets. Uh, I think we can get this job done. Uh, I think it will take uh, continued effort on the part of the committees and the leadership in both the Senate and the House to get it done, and and my hope and belief is it will get done, but uh, clearly... Uh, There are a lot of folks in the dairy industry and the livestock industry that are probably not as happy as they could have been if we'd gotten it done in 2012. Obviously, like you said, dairy and livestock, a big part of those who are a little concerned. But there's some others that are probably concerned as well, some other commodities in our neck of the woods. Obviously, specialty crops are big. Not as many, stu- not as much stuff in there as what we had hoped. Talk a little bit about that. Well, uh, obviously, the specialty crops would have been uh, pr- there would have been significant resources and increased resources for specialty crops in the 2012 uh, bill that passed the Senate uh, and the one that was at least being considered by by the House. Uh, that didn't happen, uh, but that doesn't mean that the advocates for uh, specialty crops uh, are any less. Uh, aggressive in their efforts in 2013. I think uh, Chairwoman Stabenow is very focused on this, and I, I suspect and would strongly suggest that uh, the Senate version of this bill uh, will continue to strongly promote specialty crop production. Uh, we're going to continue to work with both the House and the Senate, as we have in the past, recognizing it's Congress's responsibility to put this bill together. But I, I think we, we will continue to perhaps educate the rest of the country about the importance of this farm bill as it relates to ordinary folks out there in America. We need to do a better job at USDA and, and frankly, throughout all of agriculture and throughout all the commodity groups of educating people about what rural America does for the rest of the country and why it's important that the rest of the country be as committed to getting a farm bill done this year as as, uh, the farmers are. Along those lines, we talk about that a lot, about educating the masses. But for our listeners, for the laymen, for those farmers out there, what can they do to help this effort? Well, I think first and foremost, uh, to the extent that they have an opportunity to talk to someone who's not in the farming business, whether it's uh, uh, in a social club they may belong to, a a church organization that they may be uh, affiliated with, a church they may be affiliated with, uh, or folks that they they do business with uh, in suburbs or cities, they need to express to those folks uh, the fact that uh, rural America is the provider of not just food, but also water, jobs, energy, fuel, Uh, It's critical to our national security, Uh, and that's the reason why a food farm and jobs bill is so important to the rest of the country. Uh, You know, it's not just about farm programs. It's about jobs. It's about exports. It's about research. uh, It's about ways in which we can produce more nutritious food. I mean, all of this uh, impacts and affects every single American. And I think we need to be much more proactive in our messaging about the opportunities in rural America, 
particularly to our young people. Uh, and I, if I had one piece of advice uh, to farm families today, it's to talk positively about the opportunities, the future opportunities in farming, because I think they're unlimited. Uh, I think not only do we have traditional production agriculture opportunities, but we're seeing local and regional food systems expand. We're seeing the new opportunities of the bio-based uh, fuel uh, production, bio-based product production, manufacturing that could take place in small communities. So I think there's unlimited opportunity here to redefine the rural economy and the American economy through agriculture and through, through what we can produce and what we grow and what we raise. Uh, that's a very positive message. It's a very innovative message, a very creative message, and I think it's one that we need to perhaps communicate with a little more vigor uh, and enthusiasm so that we uh, not only get the policy right, but we also make sure that we make the message right to our young people. All good messages and good thoughts. And, again, speaking of some specific commodities, those in our region, cotton, I know that among other issues, they have issues with the WTO case. I can't, you know, I think they were hoping that that would be kind of solved within the farm bill. Is that still a hope with the 2013, I guess, farm bill? It's and not only a hope, it's a necessity. Uh, we obviously have to get uh, that worked out with uh, Brazil. And the reason we do is because Brazil would have the capacity under the WTO to take retaliatory steps against not just our agricultural activities in the U.S., but also against uh, other aspects of our economy that could be quite devastating. Uh, so it is important that we get this done, we get it done right, that we get it done in a way that doesn't compromise our competitive opportunities uh, in the cotton industry, but at the same time complies with, uh, with WTO and satisfies the Brazilians that we've got a, a fair system. I, I think we were on the right track uh, in the 2012 discussions, and I hope that that obviously uh, gets continued and, and gets done in 2013. And you mentioned that the dairy and livestock producers were probably some of those with the biggest frowns. What are your words to them as they try to go forward? Well, I think the dairy folks need to make sure that they continue the effort to try to reform and restructure uh, the, the market, uh, uh, the dairy market. I mean, clearly uh, we've got to do something different because these spikes uh, that we've seen uh, make it much more difficult for, uh, for dairy producers to stay in business. We've lost nearly half our dairy producers in the last 10 years. That trend would likely continue unless we look for a different way to provide support and help uh, to dairy in, uh, interests during tough times. Uh, when prices go down or feed prices go up, uh, it really puts these folks in a bind, and, and more and more of them get basically on a, on a very thin, thin line here. And, and if we push them uh, too far, it, we're going to see fewer and fewer people in that business. And the problem with that is not only fewer and fewer people in the dairy business, but also fewer and fewer people living, working, and raising their families in rural areas. That population decline adds to uh, concerns that I have about the political relevance of, of rural America, because if fewer people live in rural America, fewer people are going to represent the interests of rural America in the Congress because of the way in which we reapportion every 10 years in legislative districts. We just can't afford to have no one understand or appreciate the great contribution that rural America makes to the rest of the country. So I think we have to make an aggressive effort to, to rebuild uh, economic opportunity in rural areas, uh, starting with production agriculture but extending beyond that so that, uh, so that we can make the case again to our young folks that there's great opportunity here. I guess wrapping up, unless you have anything else, what is the best case scenario? What do we hope for now? Well, I think the best case scenario is that the Senate and the House Agricultural Committees get to work as quickly as possible, which I think uh, there's been some indication, at least on the Senate side, that that's the intent of the chair, uh, that once the committee structure gets its work done, that the leadership in both the House and the Senate allow uh, a bill that's gone through the committee process to come up uh, to the general members uh, in the House and the Senate, 
get those uh, uh, votes in the Senate and the House, uh, sufficient votes to get the bill passed and get to the President's desk as quickly as possible. Uh, the greater uh, and the sooner that happens, uh, the greater the chances are that we have some certainty for the next five years. We can build the momentum that's been building uh, in the rural economy in the last couple of years. We can you know, sort of uh, lay the fears that folks have of, of uncertainty and not having adequate support to rest. Uh, and people can get about the business of continuing to be productive and innovative as they have been. Uh, this uncertainty is very difficult to deal with, uh, and it certainly puts us potentially at a competitive disadvantage if it lasts uh, beyond uh, uh, the first several months of 2013. It seems that the holdup last go-round was getting the actual bills on the House floor. What do we need to do in order to kind of get over that hurdle? Well, I think to continue to promote, aggressively promote, the important role that this piece of legislation plays for the country. You know, we are a food-secure nation because of production agriculture. We are a nation that has adequate resources, even if they're not uh, from year to year, but, but overall we have adequate resources in terms of water, but we have emerging water issues that need to be dealt with so we can continue to have water not just for rural areas but also for our cities. That's part of conservation. That's part of the Farm Bill. We need uh, continued export opportunities. That's part of the Farm Bill. That helps to create jobs in cities and suburbs. Everybody needs to understand that there's a piece of this bill that impacts and affects every single American every day. And to the extent that we can emphasize that, uh, perhaps it puts additional uh, emphasis on this particular piece of legislation, and it will res uh, allow the leadership of the House uh, to, to understand the importance of getting it through the process. Um, that's my hope. Uh, that's what we're going to continue to focus on in 2013. We're going to be very uh, looking forward to working with the, the committees and getting this done uh, as we did in 2012. Uh, we, we got close, but we just didn't get over the, over the goal line. Well, Secretary, we certainly appreciate your time. I think we pretty much hit the nail on the head. Anything else that we did not cover that we should have? Well, we're just going to continue to, to hope uh, uh, that we can, uh, you know, we can impress upon Congress the importance of getting this work done. In the meantime, we're going to do everything we can at USDA to, to use the resources and the tools we have to promote uh, expanded opportunity uh, to make sure that uh, we're doing everything we can to help uh, our farmers, ranchers, and those who live, work, and raise their families in rural areas. Good to know. Thank you so much. Thank you, Julie. And remember, you can find this story along with all the week's Southeast Agnet reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Julie McPeak with Southeast Agnet's podcast.